do we have a prize for this this year? Are we doing the charity donation? Uh, like maybe we maybe we pick which charity to give to, or like let the let the patrons decide or something. How about we'll um, say right now the the prize is TBD, but we'll yeah, we'll fine. discuss it. We'll discuss it we with can... the community over the course of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we, we have so we, should we have so many of these. Trophy. That would not be a bad idea. We should make like a we belt make an or actual something. trophy, and we figure out beforehand who is one, and then we get it shipped to that house. And, and we, we ship it like, every oh, year. Yeah, every <laughs> year we should mail it back and forth. That would be so funny. Yeah, I like that idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, we'll get the trophy made up, ready for the end of the year. Then, okay. So I, so I'm sorry. We should make it this year because I won already what do you mean you won no you fucking have not won i won last year's predictions let's get that sorted right no you did not i won last year's predictions excuse you uh i won the metacritic and then we tied on the other one that means i win fine okay fine if you want to get one made if you want to get one made then get it shipped to your house and then we can show it off and say we've got the out here telling me out here telling me you won the predictions unbelievable I thought I did, to be fair. What's that? <laughs> Sarah says she can hear you all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 22 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radley. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Steve. This is going to be a juicy one, all right? I can't wait. This is... The 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 proper the the real predictions. I know we did a little bit of a of a of a you know we were speculating about releases last week on Nintendo Noise, but these are the predictions you've been waiting for, both on this show and on Nintendo Noise this week. We are doing our official 22, 2022 excuse me uh, predictions, um, which obviously we did last year. We checked in on them from time to time. We had a kind of a no prize going, as you heard in our little preamble before the mm-hmm. show. Now there's a trophy on the line, right? So, uh, th- you know, this is the real main event here. All right, gang. So I am ready to defend my title into 2022 and to be the victor because honestly, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to mail that trophy to you. That's going to be a huge pain in the ass. I mean, let's a- be honest. Based on your track record, it wouldn't make it here anyway. We'll just stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make two versions of the trophy, but you're only allowed to show it off if you win that year. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to get into all of that in just a little bit but before that let let me remind you that this episode of the flip screen games podcast is brought to you by our patreon producers for the month of january and they are of course andy radford christian oliveria christopher valenz gabriel hasselmeyer aka Sobi, smilky shake wakahula and zade Ida, thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flip screen games y'all are the realest of the real and i know 
that you're excited to hear these predictions, right? Uh, but we got a couple plugs for me to throw at you before that. So remember, uh, if you want to go and show your support over on that there Patreon, there are a bunch of goodies and perks that you can get your grubby little mitts on, including our Patreon-exclusive show, One More Thing, where this week Steve and I talked about our New Year's resolutions, some of the things we'd like to kind of, you know, uh, keep our minds on, you know, working towards in 2022, some of the things we'd like to personally uh, and professionally achieve. So um, if you want to go listen to us talk about kind of, you know, reflecting a little bit on the last year, looking our eyes towards the future and kind of talking about our goals for this year, it, it was a good conversation and uh, well worth your two doleros. Um, and of course, the best way to show your support and get a little bit of extra content in the feed. Speaking of extra content, don't forget that we are streaming on twitch.tv slash games every week. Wednesdays, Steve's doing solo streams. He'll be back this week with his first episode of a brand new game that you and the community have voted on. Steve, do we know what the game is yet? No, we do not know what the game is yet. So okay. the poll, I'm going to close. It's going to close out on Tuesday, so I'll be making the pick then. Um, so you've got today and tomorrow to, to go and vote uh, as of the time of this dropping. And then you can come tune in at 6 p.m. UK time on Wednesday to check out the game. There you go. So if you haven't cast your vote yet and you are a patron, make sure you go do that. If you are not a patron and you want to cast your vote, hey, what better time than now to go subscribe? Uh, in addition to that, there's also a bunch of other cool things you can get. You can get access to our Twitch archives. Uh, you can, you know, vote on our weekly streams. You can become a Patreon producer. You can even get a personalized uh, message sent to you from us every uh, every month if you'd like. So lots of cool stuff you can go get your hands on. So go check it out. Um, great way to show your support. And we, we of course, really appreciate it. Yeah, but, and I, I just oh. want to say we'll be back this Thursday, Pete. We had a tie last week with uh, the patron vote for the Twitch stream. It was a tie between Splatoon and It Takes Two. You couldn't make it, unfortunately, because you went very well. So me and Chewie played some Splatoon 2 with the community, which was great fun. We were able to play League for the first time, Pete. Because I wasn't there. Because you weren't there. Uh, and this week, we're going to play It Takes Two. So tune in on Thursday as well. Um, yes. Is it 6.30 Eastern? 6.30 EST. UK time. Yeah. So check um, that out. We'll be there playing It Takes Two. I'm really excited to finally play that with you. Me um, too. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good time. I, I imagine we'll probably do that for the next couple of weeks while we finish that out. So um, yeah, make sure you come come and tune in for it. And if you can't catch it live, hey, if you're a patron, you can get the uh, the archive. Um, but if you don't have any money for us, that is fine. There are a bunch of free ways that you can show your support and interact with the show. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website with links to everywhere you can find us all around the web. You can write into the show at questions at flipscreen.games. Come join our Discord, which is a safe, inclusive place for you to come talk video games, find next-gen consoles, and uh, just you know, generally meet you know nice nice folks like you who listen to the show and enjoy what we do. And you can come talk to us. Keep the conversation rolling after the show. Um, and hear from all the great people who are always writing into the show. It's great. It's a great little community, a great place for you to come uh, chat games, and we hope you'll come and be a part of the show that way. And then, of course, you know, links to all the other places you can find us all over the web. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this, because this is something I realize I don't do enough in these plugs, is it would really be helpful if you are an audio listener, which it seems like the vast majority of our listeners are, head over to our YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe, like the video, whatever whatever you want to do, 
uh, really helps us out. And if you are one of those audio listeners, or if you're one of the YouTube folks, head over to the audio side of things and just give us a nice little five star rating wherever you uh, check out the show. Spotify's got five star or got star ratings now. Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Um, wherever you listen to us, please go give the show a, a rating and uh, and some comments just to let folks know that you're enjoying it and uh, help us get discovered by uh, by new listeners so that we can keep growing uh, the community and the show. Thank you so much. So. That's enough shilling for now. Let's talk about what we're playing this week. For me, uh, it's kind of like cleanup time of the year right now, right? We got the first couple weeks of January um, before Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out yeah. and, you know, a bunch of other games that yeah, are on the I'm, horizon. You know, I'm, I'm less looking forward to that. I'm more looking forward to digging into Uncharted again with the PS5 re-release. I think that's oh, going yeah? to be really nice. Yeah, because it's, it's only 10 quid to upgrade for yeah. both of the games so i'm looking forward to checking those out i was thinking about maybe like i've been, I've been thinking about replaying those i'm like maybe i stream them i don't know i don't know don't, i went back and i put the nathan drake collection in and i was just like oh the gunplay in that original game is so bad ah that's fine you know, uh, you know, it's like that's not that's not why you're there, right? Like the gunplay is not the it's not the main event. No, I know it's not the main draw, but there's so much of it in that first game. Like there's a True. big emphasis, like the opening scene, you're on that boat and shooting stuff, and it's just like there's no like auto aim or you know when you like press L two and it will switch between the people. None yeah, of yeah. that happens. You kind of just have to move <laughs> this this reptile uh, all over the place. It's yeah, it's not great. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I can live with it. I bet. Maybe. We'll see. I played those games for the first time years late, and I still like them. So Fair enough. I don't know how I'd feel about them today in 2022. God, that feels fucked up to say. I'm not going to lie to you. Every time <laughs> I think about that, it's 2022. I'm like, oof, living in the future. Anyway, uh, so I've been I've been closing stuff out um, kind of in the lead up to all the new releases that you know we're hotly anticipating in January and February. Um, so I finally closed out Halo Infinite. Uh, I think I had talked a little bit about, you know, yeah, so we did. We had that whole episode at the end of the year last year where we talked about how we were getting on with Halo and our impressions on it and everything. And I chose to play the game on Legendary for some reason, which um, was both a good choice and a bad choice because it was challenging at, at certain points. Like there were a few junctions or like boss fights or whatever um, where I, like I really struggled and I had to like you know really like put in the work to to get it uh to get it figured out, but getting actually getting through it like beating the last boss fight was like such a triumphant moment. I felt like such a badass and was like I literally like audibly screamed and was like yeah like yes I did it I beat the game it's over and uh immediately after beating it went and played multiplayer for like an hour or two and it was the first time I had played multiplayer since I started the campaign and I was cleaning up and of course. I uh, and granted I really missed the grappling hook like not just having that all the time is something that I'm gonna have to get used to because it was such a prevalent thing in my play style um but yeah like I feel like my chops are I have not I was afraid that like focusing on single player i would come back to multiplayer and suck and i was like oh no like i'm good like my you know like i, I my my chops are tight right now because i've just been playing so much halo um so yeah it feels good i'm i'm 
excited to get back into multiplayer now that I'm done with the campaign. And I imagine I'll probably still be playing a little bit of Halo every day, um, at least for the foreseeable. Oh, maybe not every day, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, yeah, I think at least until Pokemon and Horizon comes out. And then I think that'll be drawn back the line burner on, for maybe. a while. Yeah. Yeah. At least with Horizon. Because, like, Pokemon, I could see being like. Uh, Oh, I want to secondary thing. Yeah. Or like, oh, I want to break from Pokemon. So I'll play some Halo or something like that where it's like, oh, this because it's like a very like like Pokemon slow. Right. And sometimes, you know, I'm very, very like mood based when it comes to games. Like sometimes I want to just play the slow, you know, 50, 100 hour RPG and take my time with it. And sometimes I just want to be some playing something that's very gameplay oriented and be checking boxes in open world or doing like tight platforming or something like that. So it's like, you know, I feel like Halo's multiplayer will be a good off game for me when I'm, you know, playing whatever the big release is that I'm chewing on right now. And I need something to like break off and, you know, just clear my head and do something gameplay oriented or, or whatever. Like, I, I think I think Halo will will probably uh, remain a part of my active gaming diet for a while here, um, especially if they keep putting out new content. Because since I had not played multiplayer for a while, all of the new playlists and everything that they added were all like new to me, and it was super exciting to be like, "Oh, cool! Like I have all these new dailies to like go do two rounds of Tactical Slayer, go do two rounds of Team Slayer, go do free for all like." All the, and they have like the fiesta mode where it's all random items and, and like that kind of stuff. So it was like very easy to play for two hours and not play a, a game mode more than like once or twice. And I literally didn't play a single match that wasn't Slayer the entire time I was playing. Oh, that's I mean, that's good because I got so frustrated with it always just being capture the flag and on those the big, big map modes. Yeah. They just it's impossible unless you're with a a good team that you know that you can communicate with if you gotta come play with me now steve come on (laughs) we gotta do go through slayer hey i've got other stuff i'm playing um i don't know if i'm gonna have time to come and play that with you but we'll see you and your you and your ps5 (laughs) (laughs) i'm all xbox now steve (laughs) so uh the the other thing so once i was done with that and i i kind of wanted to get into something a little bit slower um i jumped back into mass effect 3 and uh have kind of reoriented myself in that because that that took a little bit right like it's when you pick up a game that you're in the middle of and you're like what the fuck was I doing and how do I play again? And uh, okay. Uh, do you know, I really think you're going to struggle with Deathloop coming back. Like, I I didn't realize that once you've done the, the like leads, it doesn't prompt you for them again. You kind of have yeah. to remember what they are and where to go to do them. Like, I think you'll really struggle to, to piece that together and figure out how, like, which order you're going to do it all in. I might, I might just have to start the game over, which is, I think, the primary reason I haven't gone back to it, is I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, a thing. I'm going to have to, like, Mm -hmm. restart this game or, like, (laughs) reorient myself. And, you know, I feel like I remember a lot of the details. Like, I I remember which of the targets I've already killed, and I remember how I killed them. So I I feel like I could redo those things if I needed to. Yeah, but, like... I killed them in a specific way, but then you find out, like, I ended up having to kill four of them in one place and i think that's what you have to do in order to finish the game yeah you do so killing or getting all four of them to one place 
which is like the final place you need to be at the end of, end of the game in order to do the final, final thing that you need to do is the puzzle. And that's what you got to figure out is how to get them there. And yeah. remembering how to do that and which order you do the other things in in order to get it there. It's like, that's, that's the problem. The, that's the tricky bit. Yeah, that's where I'm going to have to start it over. But ah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm closing out Mass Effect 3 now. Um, I was most of the way through the game when I put it on pause for, for newer releases. Um, coming back to it, I realized I wasn't actually as far as I thought. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I remembered which mission... I thought I remembered which mission I had left off on, but I had actually left off on, like, a, a couple beats before that. And I was get I was closing out side quests before getting to that because there's, like, a point of no return that's coming up. Um, so I'm at the point now where I've closed out most of the side quests in the game. There's not a lot left to do. Um, so I'm kind of like shifting towards like, all right, I'm going to start like when new side quests come up, I will divert and do them. But otherwise I'm, I'm kind of just working towards the ending now. So I, I imagine there's a good likelihood that by next week I'll be done with it. Um, we'll see. It might take me a little bit longer, but especially if I'm still playing Halo, but, uh, We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up on it sooner than later. Um, and I only have a few other games left in my backlog, you know, so like I'm I'm getting I'm getting there. Like, I, I think that if anything, I might wait to go back to Deathloop because I think I have to restart it. And I might circle back to that after Horizon because there's going to be kind of another quiet period for me. Um, well, we'll theoretic- see theoretically, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> theoretically, um, <laughs> So we'll see, but yeah, I'm 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 having a good time. Uh, I really wanted to finish out Mass Effect before the rest of the games of this year come out because I think the further I get from it, the less likely I'm going to be to come back and finish this old ass game. Um, and I know that I'm going to want to have this save ready to go when the new Mass Effect comes out. So um, I want to finish it while it's still fresh for me, for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to really dedicate my energy the next week or two to, to close that out. And then we'll see what I have time for before, before Pokemon. But I have a feeling that not too much, honestly, because it's fast approaching. We're only, uh, what? It'll be next week as of the time of this recording, right? No, it's, it's the week after that. So it comes out on the 28th. It's the last Friday of the month. So I've got three full weeks before, Arceus comes out to finish whatever I have open. Okay, that's not too bad, yeah. Yeah, it's doable. You can do it. I wonder if I could also be Deathloop in that time. Yes, you could. Like I probably uh, I know for a fact it's 19 hours long because the PlayStation has this very lovely time tracking feature where it tells you exactly how long you spent yeah. in the game. Alright, maybe I'll start that over then and try to finish it before Pokemon. Oh god, it's tough. That's tough. We'll see. Especially we'll see. considering you've already played most of the game. You should be able to yeah. like, you have you've got the grasp of the concepts and what you do and like I was going around in loops that I didn't need to go around in. Right. I, you could probably finish that game in like ten, twelve hours if you really know what you're doing. Yeah, there's a lot I already know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. So anyway, uh you I've been playing some Deathloop. You've also been playing some Ratchet and Clank. You've been just you're you're knee deep in this PS5 life right now. I am. Yeah. How's yeah, it going? Very very deep. Uh, I I love the console. I really do. Um, 
I have issues with the controller, as I've said before, and I think we'll probably explore that in more detail on a on another episode because I put a poll out a couple of weeks ago, like figuring out how people hold controllers, and I think that really comes into play with with how comfortable people find the controller, which is interesting to me. I am baffled that you have this take. I'm I'm really like genuinely I have surprised. Baby hands, like it's, they're tiny hands. And... Your hands must be so much smaller than I realized, though. Like, because I just I don't see a significant difference between the Xbox and the PlayStation. No, there's it's the way you hold the controller. So the way like the the curve and the the controller sits in your hand is very different. They are quite similar in size, but the the PlayStation controller is a lot more bulbous. On the on the grips, and I can't grip it how That's I would so grip funny. a grip an Xbox controller. I sort of have to ha- do this like hand hammock holding it in my hands, or it's sort of like wow. floating. Yeah, and I've had a bunch of people on on Twitter say the exact same thing to me that they've had the same issue, and there's tons of people on Reddit that said the same thing about this controller, and I really. I'm amazed that this this is the design they settled on, especially considering the PlayStation has such a huge Japanese market and they have smaller hands than people in the West. It's mind-blowing to me. I don't know. I guess I have big hands. I don't know. Like, Because it's like... It, it's, it's one of those things where like... You know, like people will bring something up and you're like, oh, like this isn't a problem for me, but I can totally see why that would be a problem for another player, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or something like that, right? Like, doesn't even have to be in the realm of video games, right? Like, I don't know. Whatever, right? Like, like oh, like, I'm a short person, and, like, I need a chair to be a certain height, or my feet won't touch the ground. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not short, so that's not a problem for me, but I could see why that would come up, right? Like, to me, when you said this, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was such an I've alien. I've you a video I, of my, th- you can visibly see my thumb struggling in the way that I, like, I, it's classically hold a controller. I know. It's it's just, it's odd. Like, I never, I never, ever clocked that as a thing. Because it's like, I think about, like, the Duke, right? The original Xbox controller, and it was like, this thing is fucking massive. And yeah. I remember, like, it's obviously fucking huge. But when you were like, <laughs> this controller is enormous. Like, what's going on here? I was like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? It's not. It's, it's the distance of the sticks from the left and the right. I think okay. the, the, the stick on the Xbox, you sort of come in on an angle, like you're coming in from above. So you have more of a more leeway on where the stick goes, whereas the PlayStation controller sort of wants you to grip it further down and you're just moving left and right. You're not coming in from above. So I have to hold it in a way where I'm coming in from above. Interesting. I've, I've got used to it now. I've adapted to it. I'm fine with it. I can hold it. It still causes me some, causes me some discomfort at times, but I have RSI problems anyway, so that is probably part of the reason why I'm, I struggled with it and it was causing me pain. Uh but other than that, that controller is phenomenal. I love the adaptive triggers. I love the adaptive triggers more so than the the um, rumble. I think the rumble at times can get a little bit annoying for me. In Deathloop, I found it especially so. Although it was a good indicator of when you're crouched or not. Because I feel like the crouch indicator in that game leaves a little bit to be desired. It's just got a vignette around the screen. And sometimes I, 
I forgot that I wasn't crouched and I would go into an area where some games have like a, an indicator on the screen to show yeah. that you are sneaking or you are crouched. Um, so there was times where I just <laughs> walked straight into an area and all the Eternalists saw me immediately and started coming <laughs> for me. Uh, and I would just like run off and, and get out of there. But yeah. D- Deathloop, I think if I'd have finished it before the game of the year, um, discussion would have firmly made it on the list that was one of my favorite games of last year uh, i had such a good time with it i loved death all the puzzles that you had to solve were interesting and fun i loved the concept of the the story i didn't like the ending um but i won't spoil it i'll wait till you finish the game so we can talk about yeah, we can the ending talk about it more um other people may love the ending, think it's great. I'm interested if you've played the game, drop me a, a DM on Twitter or on, on Discord and I want to discuss it with you because I, I haven't spoken about the ending with anyone and I'm really interested to to mull it over and talk it through with someone. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was such a great game and the action and the like moment-to-moment stuff. Once you get those slabs and those special powers and you like figure out your loadout and get exactly how you want that matches your play style... You just feel like a superhero. You it's should, insane. We should get you to try Dishonored. Do you know, now I really want to go back and try Dishonored. I think I would love it, especially considering I know it's got like the the same like dash thing that you can the do blink. where you can like teleport yeah. and things to go yeah. around the place. That's the one of the powers I always had equipped. I had that equipped. Yeah, damn and right. Like, of course. It's so good. That's it's like, like the best the fucking power ever. It's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> I like that one and nexus equipped all the time so when there was like a group of them i just shoot nexus at them they're all linked together you pop one in the head all dead and i had the sacrifice upgrade so it would give me health back if i was low on health just fire nexus straight at them you get the health back it's so good uh that's another power that's that's in dishonored too the link oh okay yeah so i wanna i I love it I, i thought it was great i loved that game yeah so good uh, it's just such a shame it was it was a PS5 exclusive because I feel like way more people need to have access to this game. It's so, so good. I can't wait for it to come to Xbox, hopefully this year. I actually think that will end up being something that plays to its advantage, though. Like, I think the fact that it came out as a PS5 exclusive and, like, made huge waves and was like, if you played it, you know, pretty much everybody agreed that it was a masterpiece, even if you didn't like the story or whatever. It was like gameplay wise, technically wise, it's it's really, really incredible and cool and dynamic. Um, so it got all that positive attention. It got Game Awards attention, you know, on and on and on. And then it'll come to Game Pass and it'll be a game you can play for free. Like, yeah, I feel true. like if anything, I- the PlayStation release is like, will hype it up for the Xbox audience. They're going to be like, oh, fuck, yes, we can play this game free now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and for, you know, for nothing. Like, that's, that's huge. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I never played any of the, um, protect the loop stuff. I don't have PS Plus. Um, I don't plan on getting it anytime soon. Um, it's fun. And it, it, it seems like it would be fun. But towards the end, I was growing tired of Juliana showing up in my game. I was just like, for fuck's sake, I really just want to to just do this, execute this plan in my head yeah. that I've got where I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do this. And you've got to show up and fuck my day up. And I get that that's the point of it. But the only time I ever enjoyed having her there was when I was low on like the re-loop, I can't remember, the revives 
Yeah. And when you kill her, she you get them all back. It like replenishes them. You're up to the times two again. Uh, that was the only time I was happy to have her around. Or at the beginning of the game where I wanted to get her slabs that she had so I could upgrade the ones that I'd got or get ones that I hadn't Yeah, uh, that was like uh, a really cool th- yet. That was a really cool thing like early on. Like I remember in one of my early runs, somebody who was a real player who had been playing for a while and had all these slabs came and attacked me and I got slabs from missions I hadn't even gone on yet. And I was like, oh, fuck, like awesome. Like I got invisibility early or something like, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. It's cool. Like it, it, it does have a, it adds an X factor to the game that I definitely appreciate. But it is frustrating as hell when you're just about to complete a mission and you're like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta go find Juliana or like wait for her to come find kill her. me. And then also go and unlock the unlock the tunnels. It's like an additional aspect. When yeah, I, I often was just like, "Right, I've done this mission before. I know I can do this in like 15 minutes. I'll quickly go in. I'll do this before dinner, and I can come straight back out." And Juliana shows up, and then of course because <laughs> she's there and she's attacking me, all of the other Eternalists know exactly where I am. So they're coming after me as well at the exact same time as Juliana is. And then I've got to complete the mission and then unlock the tunnels, and then I can finally leave. It's, it adds like additional time onto it that I never truly planned for. And I guess maybe that's like partially my fault. Like I should anticipate that oh Juliana might pop up at some some point yeah. and things like that, but. Yeah, other than that, other than the ending, I liked the story as a whole, I think. The more I mull on it, the less I I like it. Uh, but I like the concept and the premise. I think that's really cool. Um, and the, the performances, performances are, are really good, too. The performances are so good. Like, I loved the, like, the banter between Colt and Juliana and not really knowing their relationship and their connection, but exploring that and figuring it out as the game progresses. Um, I just think it's a phenomenal game and everyone should play it. And at least in the UK, this is so cheap at the moment. It's like £30 everywhere. My dad ended up picking it up like 25 because he had like a voucher. Such a good deal for such a good game. Uh, and I'm really glad I got to experience it. Um, I mean... Yeah, I can't really say any more than that. I just, I, I love it, and I think everyone should should try it. I'm really glad you got to to try it out too. I mean, obviously, Arcane is like one of my my favorite studios, and um, I'm glad that you know you. This is not the first game you played from them, but now you've played two games this year that you know really resonated with you. So, um, I hope they've made a fan of you uh, as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I I could not recommend their stuff more highly. Um, whether it's this, whether it's, you know, if, if you don't have a PlayStation 5, um, Dishonored and Dishonored 2, both on Game Pass. Um, Steve really enjoyed, you know, what he played of Prey. It was a little scary for me. But uh, I liked Prey. And, I, you know, I, I kind of wish that this was more open as well with Deathloop, but I just don't think you can execute the game in that way just because of the the time progression and needing to figure out the puzzle of getting them to a specific area, a specific time, and it being connected by tunnels, whereas Prey is very much open world and you can explore that space station as as much as you want. Uh, And I know Dishonored is is level-based, right? Yeah, Dishonored's also level-based. And I like that about it because it it, it gives each level its own, like, Oh, this is this level. Oh, this level's you know this is the one where you go to the the masquerade party. Oh, this is the the clock the um what is it called? Not the clock tower. Um, clockwork, the clockwork mansion. Oh, I can't think of what it's called. 
I think that's right. But there's it's this insane level in Dishonored too, where you go into this uh, house that the scientist has built, and every one of the walls moves, and like there's like there's like a hundred different ways you can get through it. Um, because all the walls will just start moving, and you can use like one of your powers to go jump into the side of the wall, or you know you can <laughs> oh I'm gonna sneak up to the top floor. Like there's all these crazy ways you can do it. It's it's just it's one of the best design levels I think I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, I, I, I absolutely adore Arcane and I'm so happy to see them have, um, a big commercial and, and critical success with Deathloop, but also, you know, like with Microsoft behind them now, they don't have to worry about that. They can just keep delivering awesome games that are critically acclaimed and not have to worry about whether or not they're popular. Um, so yeah, like everybody should go check, check their stuff out. All right, so let's move into these predictions here, Steve. And I know you said we wanted to flip a coin to. Uh, so no, to... I, I'm yeah, I, I'm fine with you taking it because as you said, you're the you're the reigning. I was champion. the winner. If you want to get, if you want to go first, that's fine. You Here's first. the thing, Steve. So we we did this with the game of the uh ga- or game of the year, right? We're gonna establish some new status quos. I think let's establish a status quo. Do we want the winner to get the first pick? as a reward for being the winner or does the loser get the first pick to give them a better shot? Uh, maybe that one then. Cause then I get to go first. And um, I also think that's a bit fairer, right? I think that's fair. Yeah. It's, so it's got, tough. Uh, Cause it's like, I get the, I, I think either works. You want to reward the person who's played better, but also it's kind of like, it's like, they've uh, got the trophy. They've already won. Yeah. yeah and it's they, like, it's they've got the glory. Isn't that how chess works too, right? Like black always goes first or white always goes first, but then the next game it's the other. Yes, it's the loser. Yeah. So, you know, like I feel like that. I feel like that's, I think that's how tennis works as well, right? Gives you first you draw. Win a, you win a yeah. match, you get the next one, yeah. Yeah, and that gives you a shot to, to put yourself back into it. Um, so I, I'd say let's decide on that. Another new rule I'd like to establish. This is something we discussed last year. I think we should have half points. So I think... If you, what is a half point? Like, how do we decide what a half point is? So I'll give you an example, right? Um, last year, I remember one of my predictions was there will be a uh, a new uh, like Zelda remake from Grezzo, right? Was one of my uh, pre- in honor of Zelda's thirtieth anniversary or whatever. It was one of my predictions this year. If a new Zelda remake had come out, but it wasn't by Grezzo, that would have been worth half a point. So I Fair think enough. what you I've can do... I've got a couple like that. I've got some like this and it's also this. Yeah, and I, I did that as well. And I have a few where it's like, this happens and this happens. Or this will happen. But I'm not having it if you're like specific, like this studio is going to do this and then another studio does this. And I can give an example when... I get to one of my predictions. Okay, we can we can discuss them when we're in the mix, but I just want to establish the idea of half quarter whatever points. I I'm think fine we sh- with that. Half half points, I think, is fine. And the risky pick is double the point. So if you have a half a point on the risky pick, you get one point. I think or that's you, fair. If you get the whole thing, you get double. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Fine with me. Cool. So All we've right. got ten plus the risky pick. I actually have more than that, so yeah, but we'll do 10. I have extras just in case we have overlap. That's fine. I've got I've got one extra. Okay. Um, but I guess I'll go first then. 
Um, and I've gone with my super safe one first because it's like the only safe one I, I think I've got. The only uh, one, huh? Okay. Yeah. PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus will be combined into a single service, um, which I think is super obvious because we've had like a rumor basically confirming that. All right. Okay. I feel like that's a little, I feel like that's a little. Uh... That's what I'm saying. It's very safe, right? They've already said that, though, right? Like, they haven't said it. Sony hasn't said it. This was a rumor from some some it was person. From, it was from Bloomberg, right? Yeah, well, Bloomberg also said yeah. we were going to get an, a Switch Pro with DLSS from Nvidia Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just confirming. I'm just confirming mm. that that was the source of the, the rumor. Um, I actually had that. I had something like that. I had PlayStation Spartacus is real and will release. It won't be looked at as a legit competitor for Xbox Game Pass. Well, that's fine, because that's also that can be your number one if you want, because I don't think it's the same thing as mine, which is PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus are being combined. Like that's a, That could be a whole separate thing, because they were talking about it's going to be like a separate tier. Maybe this is like a new service. Maybe it's like PlayStation Game Pass. So, But I guess I my question fine. is, how do we determine if this is correct then, though? Because if well, Spartacus... Mine. Yeah, because if Spartacus comes out and it is a new tiered version of PlayStation Plus... How do we how do we gauge whether or not PlayStation Now is combined to a single set? Oh, I think, because they they have to say PlayStation Now no longer exists and it's part of PlayStation Plus. But what if PlayStation like, Now doesn't exist? But its its features don't come to this. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Well, the fe- the features will come to it because the features of PlayStation Now are you pay and it's like a subscription service, which is like Game Pass Lite. You already right, get right. some downloadable games. But my my point is. If what this... features are you saying are part of Spartacus? It's like the PlayStation 2 games, PlayStation 3 games. And then like streaming stuff, right? and stuff. Because PlayStation Now is streaming, not download. Well, I think no, there's, it's some, both. there's some games you can download, but there's yeah. some you can't. So I... Yeah. I, okay. The streaming's going to happen because we know they've partnered with Microsoft. Essentially what we're saying here services. is that the PlayStation Spartacus rumor is real. Is essentially what you're saying, right? Is that... Yes. Okay, yeah. fine. But if they don't announce any new features and it's just PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus are a single service now, uh, whether they rebrand it as PlayStation Plus Now or something, then that's a single service. PlayStation Now has to disappear or PlayStation Plus has to disappear. It becomes one thing. Gotcha. And yours, I think, has to have some of the rumored features. I mean, I'm not going to do mine. I think it's too similar. Okay, fine. Um, That's fine. But okay. All right. Okay. All right. So fine. My number one is Xbox Game Pass will come to TVs either via app or set top box style hardware like a dongle or stick. You can't have the TV one because it's already been announced for Samsung TVs at CES. Uh, No, it hasn't. They said that they didn't. No, he said that there would be a game. I don't. Well, maybe you're right. Let's let's confirm because I. I'm pretty sure he said that they were interested in bringing Game Pass to TVs, but that Samsung news, I don't think it included Xbox. It was Google Stadia and NVIDIA Shields thing, and I think that's it. But let's confirm, because I don't want to... Yeah, I don't, I don't see... I don't see that anywhere. Samsung... I Google Xbox Game Pass Samsung... Samsung has a service called Samsung Access, 
which uh, on there says Xbox Game Pass, along with Showtime, YouTube TV, YouTube Premium, YouTube Music. But is Xbox part of that? Well, it's on this listed as a service. Uh, it says here, all right, there's a tech radar that says Xbox is getting a smart TV app and streaming stick for cloud gaming. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's already been it's already been announced. All right, like, fine. On the Xbox fine. That's fine. Fine. I'll, I'll remove it from the list then. That's why we have extras, right? All right, so mm-hmm. fine. Let me see. Which one do I want to go with next? Because I think you'll steal it. Okay, all right. Um, my next one is going to be PSVR 2 will not be released this year due to chip shortages. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. My, my number two is exactly PSVR 2. And I say PSVR 2 is releasing this year for $499 and it will also work PCs. Wow. Bold. Very bold. Okay. So this is the one I get a half point if it releases for four ninety nine, but it doesn't work with PCs, or it releases for PCs and is a different price. Well, you know, you could get a third of a point too, because if if it comes out this year, you could get a, a third of a point. If it if the price is right, you get a third of a point, and if it also works on PCs, you get a third okay. of a point. But if any of those okay. are wrong, you lose points. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed! Don't let me down, Sony. It's got to be. It's got to be that price. And I think that price is. I actually think it could be more than that. With the specs that they announced, it's insane. I just worry that they won't want to price it more than the PS5 itself because that's a very hard sell yeah. for a headset. So that's why I've gone with the exact price of what a PS5 costs. I think that makes more sense. Um, I I don't know. I don't think this is coming out. Uh, I know they announced it. And, like, we know it exists, but, like, literally just the other day, uh, Steven Totillo um, from Axios uh, tweeted, I asked Sony if PSVR 2 would be out in 2022 and if it'll be backwards compatible with PSVR titles, something many people asked me to ask them yesterday. Neither was addressed yesterday. Sony PR says they have nothing further to announce at this moment, so stay tuned. I just don't, I don't know. I feel like, yes, we know PSVR 2 exists. We know they're working on it. I don't think that it's imminent, and I think that... No, I, yeah, I, I, you could be right, because they also announced a car at that show and said they're making a car, so it was very much a, this is our plans for the future kind and, of thing. And don't get me wrong, I think, it's, I think it's an active development, I think it's planned for the next couple of years, but I think the idea that it's going to come out this year when it's already tough to get your hands on a PS5, I just don't, I don't know. I, I think this is maybe like a next year, year after that thing. Uh, more midway through the the console's life cycle, personally. Okay, so my number two. Uh, you'll see chip shortages are a running theme in my predictions. Uh, number two is Xbox will not release a new hard uh, new hardware SKU at the end of Xbox All Access due to chip shortages. Okay, right. Fair enough then, because I have the again. Exact, exact opposite. opposite to this. Good. Microsoft we're, we're keeping it interesting. <laughs> Microsoft will release new hardware available through Xbox All Access. Now, I, I don't know if this is a new console, if this is the streaming stick that comes with All Access and you just pay for that and it's part of it. I don't know how it's going to work or what this is going to be. Who knows? It could be like a VR headset at this point. Um but I do think we're going to see something for Xbox All Access people to jump on. So, 
Okay. So for this to count for you, it's any piece of hardware that comes out through any X? piece of hardware, but it has to be a new subscription for Xbox All Access. So, but does that count if they make a new SKU? Like if they were like, oh, we're have a new kind, like this is a new package yeah, like for if people it's to series jump in. Y, it can be, but it would have to be new hardware. Yes, new hardware. Right. It, or like a refreshed Series X would count. Like if it's a smaller version of it, that would right. count. Right. Okay. Something for people to upgrade to, say a one terabyte. But but Series so, X. I, I so I want to just be work. clear there. It has to be an upgrade, correct? Yeah, it can't be like Series S is now available. Series X is now available. That's what I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, because I was gonna say ah, I don't. It can't it's cover both of those things. Yeah, it's something it's gotta be okay. All right, cool. I'm I'm good with that. All right, cool. Okay. Um, I have another one that's just I feel like maybe a little too easy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it for. All right, I'll do this one. Number three. Oh, NFTs will be an extremely common talking point in gaming this year. They will be unpopular with most gamers and largely unsuccessful. Backlash or regulation slash pressure from governments will cause traditional <laughs> games publishers to get gun shy about it in the latter half of the year. All right. Let me bring my NFT one into this then. Do it. Which is a publisher or developer will make a point of saying, and it doesn't include any NFTs during a presentation. I love that prediction. That is a great <laughs> prediction. And I think you're 100% right. I think my thing will happen and then your thing will happen as a response to that. It's going to be a Phil Spencer type or whatever yeah. and be like, no. Fuck that. We know you hate yeah. it. We're cool. We don't do that. What's up, Xbox? Like, that's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great prediction. Okay. Hmm. Where do we go next? Where do we go next? I got seven left. Okay. We have we have six left to do on the board. I want, I want to hear your ones that you didn't go for after we've, we've done we can do that as well. Yeah. I'm very curious. At least one of them is just too... It's, like, too easy, I think. Okay, that's fine. Um, oh, wait, I think I actually deleted one by accident. Yeah, okay, there we go. Whoops. All right. Uh, all right, here's one. I'm going for the throat on this one. Steam Deck will be delayed again. Oh, no, don't do that to me, Pete. I'm so excited. It's for supposed my Steam to come Deck. out next month, and we haven't heard anything about it. It still doesn't have a release date. That game, that's not coming out. It's out. It's out. It wasn't it delayed to Q? Oh, February. It was, to Q1. It was, it was <gasps> delayed right. to February, and it's now January 9th, and there's still not a date for it. No fucking yeah. chance. It's out Q1 2022. So if this ain't out in February, you're 100% right. I could. Well, I guess March. When does Q2 start? April? I think it's the end of March. Okay. Yeah, it's the so end that's of fine. So I, I, I think you could be right on that one. I'd say even if it doesn't come out in February, I'm right, though. If they put it out in March, that's still a delay. On their they website, announced... it says February. Okay, fair enough. If it says I, looked February, it, I looked it up I'm before fine. this, just to confirm. Okay, fine. On, this, on the Steam Deck uh, page. I'm, I'll pull it up it right now. It says it's coming out, okay. Do you see that? Or No, I haven't, I haven't looked Okay. Yet. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right because there's an FAQ and it says. Uh, it says uh, we start shipping to customers in February 2022 with, yes. based on our updated build estimates. Exactly. Correct. So, yeah, if it, it 
It says here, we're aiming to start sending order invitations again by February 2022 as well. So I don't, yeah, I don't think that's happening. All right. Okay. Yeah. We will begin shipping in February 2022. As long as one is shipped, we have one ship. That doesn't mean it's in a customer's hands. Then I think it's fine. They have to announce I, that it's I said delayed. it's getting delayed. So even if they yeah. ship it to some people, if they delay the overall... No, they have to announce a delay. They have to say, yeah. we're really sorry. We can't do this. It's now going to be March. They also don't have to announce it. If February comes and goes and nobody has one, no I'm one also correct. One. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I think we'll know it when we see it. I think the thing is, if the scheduled wide release does not occur in February... I get the point. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Okay. Number five, a new Xbox controller with adaptive triggers will be announced. I think people want this, and I think Microsoft know people want this. I'm not sure if the haptic stuff will come, but I do think that we'll see a controller with adaptive triggers, and I can probably see it coming to the Elite controller. I think that's a good prediction. I don't know that it'll happen, but I could see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. <sighs> and I'm getting down to the ones of like, will Pete say this at this point? I'm like, shit, because I've only got one I'm spare. oscillating, yeah, between like the crazier <laughs> ones and the easy ones that I think you might try to say. Okay. I, I will say most of mine aren't easy or things that you will say. Here's I've got my probably next one. one more that I'm concerned about that i'm gonna say next horizon forbidden west releases in 2022 god of war ragnarok is delayed to 2023 you can't have horizon forbidden west released in 2022 right then we know for certain that's gonna happen it's like coming in february like if this was if this was due in like december then maybe but like we know for certain that one's coming out in 2022 i mean do, do we know anything for certain? We, we know that. Uncharted 4 had three release dates, Steve. <laughs> I don't think you can have that one, but I think you can have the God of War Ragnarok. My point is that both games are slated for this year. And so I Grand believe Turismo 7, and we've and seen I believe, nothing on that. Well, I'm not predicting that one. I'm not. I don't have any thoughts on that. My prediction. You're just trying to get an easy half point. No, I'm not. I'm. I genuinely believe this. This is what I'm predicting. I predict that one of these games will hit their release date, and one of them will not. Then change it to Horizon Forbidden West will not be delayed, and it comes out on the date that it has at the moment. Because I think 2022 is like that's a long way to be delayed from February all the way into next year. Fine. Horizon Forbidden West releases on time. God of War Ragnarok fine. is delayed. Ha- fine with that. No problem with that. But I'm going to change it to just delayed then. It doesn't have to be fine. in 2023. Sure. Okay, fine. I've got a new Astro game will be announced. I think it's time that we get an expansion on Astro's Playroom. I could actually see this coming to PSVR. I think too, if you're right if about PSVR 2, then I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, shit, you could be right either way. Because I could be right, and it doesn't come out this year, but they could they could still announce Astrobot Rescue Mission Two mm-hmm. as like here's your first look at PSVR Two. Yeah, we've already had our first look. It was the Horizon game that no one knows anything about, but like but, it was on rails, and I was a little bit disappointed by. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um. Hmm. All right. Here's this is one of my easier ones. 
Sony will reveal their first new internal PS5 IP. And uh, I, I put in parentheses here, Returnal doesn't count because obviously Returnal was made before um, Housemark was acquired. So we, we had that story break earlier this year where I believe it was Herman Holst. I believe it was Herman Holst who had said that they had, I think, 25 games in development and half of them were new IP. So I think it's time for us to see, you know, um, more about the future of the PS5. Because I think when you think about what are the, the Sony first party games that have been uh, announced and revealed for the console, they are all either out or imminent at this point. Um, we don't mm. have any other Sony first party developed games on the horizon. Um, excuse me for the pun. Uh, so I think it's time for them to show us what some of these other studios are working on and what are some of the other ideas that are in play. And I think we'll probably see more than one, honestly. But I think I could very much see Sony having an event that's akin to that E3 presentation they had in like 2013 or 14, where they were like, here's Horizon, here's God of War, here's The Last of Us Part Two, I think. Um, and they basically were just like, here's a roadmap for the next couple of years of the console, right? These are games you can look forward to from us. This is why you want to be playing on PlayStation. I think it's time for Sony to have an event like that, um, especially once... And, and a Marvel thing doesn't count? Like, it can't be like the Wolverine thing? It has to be their fresh thing? Well, I mean... it's a new internal IP? I, I guess you could argue that that counts, but I'm talking about, we've already like, seen that. Like, we've seen Wolverine, but you're talking about fresh About story, a new fresh, IP. Yeah, yeah, not... Oh, we're... Yeah, because it's like... I get what you're saying. We're like, yes, technically, a Wolverine series from Insomniac is like a quote-unquote new IP, but I'm talking more like the next Horizon, the next Uncharted, the next God of War. It's the next original idea from the Sony Studios um, is what I mean I think it's that. about time we see something new from Naughty Dog at this point. They're, they're hard at work on something, and I don't yeah. know what it is. I mean, the thing is, they're hard at work on like several things. <laughs> Like, they have a new IP they're working on. They have Last of Us Factions. Like, there's a lot that, you know, so, but that's the thing. Presumably the, the Last of Us remaster as well. That got taken back over by them, didn't it? Yeah. And I mean, like, there's so many things that they could, because it's like, you think about it, right? Like, we know that um, Ragnarok is the last game in the God of War Norse series. So we know Corey Barlog's team is off working on something else. We know Naughty Dog's working on a new IP. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, um, like, we we know that, like, Sony Bend is working on something new. Like, we know that, um, you know, uh, 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 London, I don't I don't think we know what they're working they on They got right shut now. down. Wait, did they? Who am I thinking of? Yeah. I think they got shut down instead of Japan Studio. I know Japan's uh, Japan's gone and Asobi's there, and I I agree with you that they're working on Astrobot. Um, but either way, right? Like Sony's got a lot of studios in their they belt do, and obviously that we don't know what they're doing. Right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see it happening. I could also see the exact opposite happening, like where they just reveal new games in existing franchises that haven't existed for a long time. Like there was that rumor that that um, After Days Gone Two got rejected that. A reboot of the Resistance as an open world game was pitched. Whether that got picked up or not, who knows? Yeah. So I could see the exact opposite of this happening, and this so, year we just see 
new thing, like existing IP, new games in existing IP. So just to be clarified, London Studio is still open. Um, they just put out Blood and Truth in 2019. So like they've been working oh, on VR okay. stuff. So I would imagine they're probably working on a VR PSVR two launch title. So I don't know Most that likely, we would. Yeah. I don't know that we would see that. But I mean, again, to uh, your... I think we are going to see that. I I really think PSVR is their Christmas thing this year. I think it's the holiday season. We get something fresh out and new for that. I don't. But I also think that like that doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. Right, like just because it's not out this year doesn't mean that they don't talk announced. about it. Right, like yeah. they gave us all of the specs. Like it obviously is a concrete thing that exists. So, like I just see it as like this thing was has been announced in the exact same way the PS Five's been announced. It's like we have a quick thing where it's like we tell you this thing exists and is real. Then we're gonna do give you a spec sheet on the PlayStation blog. And then, like, three, four months later, we'll show you some games. And then, finally, you'll get to see what the hardware looks like. And then it'll release, like, two months later. I can see the exact same thing happening this year with PSVR 2. I just feel like it makes more sense next year. Because, like, ideally, <clears throat> well, we'll talk. That's we'll talk. why I think it's working with PCs as well. Because it's more of a sell. We sell this hardware that we're probably going to make a profit on. It works with uh, PC VR as well. It's not just for PlayStation 5 owners. They buy that. Then when the PlayStation 5 games come out, maybe they're like, well, I already own the PSVR 2. These games are exclusive to pay the PlayStation 5. Well, whether they will be or not, who knows, because of PlayStation's PC plays. And they can play those games as well. Okay. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think either of us could be right, honestly. I think what mm. you're saying makes a lot of sense. But, I don't know, hardware shortages being what they are, just feels like a weird time to put out another expensive, hard to get piece of hardware, but I don't know. Uh, it's more niche though. It's yeah, way more niche than a console. That's true. So they can make a, a lot fewer of them. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, does developing those get in the way of getting PS5s on the shelves, which is your main business? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know enough about the, the hardware to say. Okay. Um, so right. man, man yeah, this is U7. Horizon Forbidden West will be available on PC in 2022. Not a chance. I, I think this is happening. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. I mean, if you're if you're right about this one, I am totally ready to eat my hat when it comes to PlayStation <laughs> on PC. Uh, all mm. all fucking bets are off if that's the case. We shall see though. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I've been dancing around this one, and I think it, it plays into so much of what we said that I'm going to just say it. Worldwide chip shortages will continue console droughts into 2023. I think that it will remain difficult to get a next-gen console throughout 2022. I was, I was going to say the exact opposite. I think towards the end of this year, I think it's going to become more and more easy. Okay, we'll see. But I'm not saying that as a prediction. It's got to be one or the other. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, my number eight, Activision Blizzard will unionize. This is more of a hopeful one. I really hope this happens. This was on my list, too. Um, It's about fucking time one of the big studios unionized. If it's not Activision Blizzard, I could see someone like Ubisoft doing it. Uh, But I really hope it's them. I... I had a uh, more vague one where it was, we will see the development of the first major video game developers union. But yeah, I think 
I think you're I think that Activision Blizzard is a likely candidate for that mm-hmm. by you know for obvious reasons. Uh okay. So my number eight will be both Xbox and PlayStation will make at least one major studio acquisition each. Okay, fair enough. I think both of them uh, have made big moves the last year or so um, with regard to acquiring studios. I don't think there's any sign um, that 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 that's going to slow down. I think that consolidation of game development companies is going to be a big thing over the next couple of years, as it has been in other uh, forms of media. I think with things just how they are worldwide right now, like a lot of markets are pretty volatile and obviously games have been, you know, on an upward trajectory, but things like hardware shortages, things like, you know, um, game delays and stuff like that, all of those things are definitely becoming um, pretty commonplace. And I think that seeing the ways in which like COVID and the ongoing effects of it have continued to just disrupt regular life and supply chains and all those things. I have a feeling that um, more of those mid to small level developers who, you know, self publish um, but aren't owned by anybody. I think that that's going to be a really scary place to be for the next couple of years, because if you are in a work from home model and development's taking longer than anticipated, you know, cash flows are drying up, so on and so on. Um, you know, you can read Jason Trier's books, uh, press reset to, uh, to see how easy it is for a studio to have one bad thing turn into the end of the studio. So mm-hmm. the fact that we've seen so many of the kinds of publishers or developers, but also publishers who are kind of bastions of that middle of the road, like your double finds who, you know, were an indie studio, but also published a lot of indie stuff. Um, you know, similar, like, a you know, obsidian who was like an independent developer for years and years and years and looked at as one of the, the strong independent developers, even insomniac, right? All of those studios are starting to get bought up. And I don't think that that's like, necessarily going to be the case across the board that like studios like that can't exist independently but i think that it will be easier for one or two bad fortunes to put you in a place where you're vulnerable and it seems a lot safer to be under xbox's umbrella than to be independent um especially while xbox is handing out deals like they are right now where we've essentially seen them buy a ton of studios do nothing to change them or their corporate structure or their culture and just inject them with cash. And if that's what Xbox and, you know, to a lesser extent, PlayStation are going to keep doing, I think a lot of studios are going to be like, oh, well, why wouldn't we want to get acquired, right? There's no downside right now. Whether or not that holds true, you know, I've expressed my concerns about that before, but I think that this trend will definitely continue at least for the next couple of years while, um, while things are volatile and while you know, there are companies who are afraid of what their future looks like. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah, I could, I could, uh, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I, I don't like it so much. I was even going to have something crazy like, uh, Xbox acquires another publisher. 
<laughs> I don't think that's crazy. Risky picks. I I um, still think they might buy Sega. Like I yeah. they, I feel like that rumor has a ton of credence. Like or at least maybe not credence. I think it makes sense, right? Like you're like absolutely, it would make sense for them to do that. Yeah, it's that it's that big play into Japan if um, they wanted to to go down that route. And they own Sonic the Hedgehog and Atlas. Yeah, like mm-hmm. easy easy decision for them. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see them, especially Microsoft, continue to be aggressive about a plot, uh, uh, you know, buying up as many big studios as they can, as many as uh, Phil can get approval to snap up. <laughs> you know, I think Phil can get internal approval. It's probably going to be like markets and like people like the SEC that might have a little bit of a problem with him him buying up a little bit too much. That's the thing. I'm surprised though. that Bethesda thing went through. If they want to buy, say, like. EA or Ubisoft. It's not going to happen. I, I think, think that's allow them to. where it would be tough. But even that, there's like... I don't know, dude. I, I don't think that would be a problem. Because like you look at like the SEC and like how we've handled that before. Like Disney bought Fox. Like mm-hmm. Disney bought one of their two competitors. Three competitors. Right? You've got to deal with the EU as well, though. Because both of them own studios in European countries. Yeah. And so you'd have to get approval from the EU, and they're traditionally a little bit more gun shy about acquisitions. Than, Definitely, than but it's SEC. like I don't know, dude. Like I, the video game industry is so vast that, like, I don't think that people look at anybody below Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo as like or Epic. You know, like those level of stu- like I don't think that like we think of Bethesda and Ubisoft and EA and and those companies as being titans because they are, but like. They're a lot smaller than fucking Microsoft. You know, I don't what know. About, what about Roblox? We found out they're like fucking... Fucking sleeping giant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, look at like Tencent. Like Tencent owns like state. Yes, that... that Everywhere. Them and NetEase, it's like yeah. very uh, kind of concerning how much yeah. they own. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think it's... I feel like Xbox can get away with a lot more before somebody's going to be like, whoa, personally. I think they could easily buy a Sega or an EA or somebody at least one more time before somebody like is, you know, uh, pushing back on that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're number nine. Okay. Th- this one you may object to because it has an or in it. So I want to, okay. I want to find out, uh, half-life Alex will come to consoles or a new half-life will be announced. No, you can't do both. Those are two okay. totally different predictions. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with I'd give uh, it to you if it was more like connected like but like yeah those are like fine I'll go with Half-Life Alex coming to consoles then I think okay. with PSVR 2 it I, comes to PS5 uh, I think it, I think it could come to PS5 yeah I could see that that's that's bold that's a bold one I'll, I'll, I'll like that okay my next one is Rivet and Kit will be revealed oh I'd love that I really would love that. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's it's a Miles Morales-style spinoff. So you're telling me it's going to have none of the puzzles with uh, with Clank? <laughs> Probably not, yeah. <laughs> That's sad. It'll just be... Just be what if more... it's not that, and it's just called Clank, and it's just the puzzles? That game already exists, and it's called Secret Agent Clank. Oh, does it really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a PSP game, I think. Yeah. 
Oh, interesting. Okay, I might have to check that out on my Vita because I loved those puzzles. They were cool. Okay. Number 10. Right, number 10. People will say Cyberpunk 2077 is finally good. No, you can't. That, people already say that. You can't include that. I don't think people say that. I'm on about like, we're going to have articles saying like it's a bat, Cyberpunk 2077 is finally a good game. I don't think anyone is saying that. I think the consensus needs to be Cyberpunk 2077 with the next gen update with the fixes they've put in. It's finally good. Not just playable, it's a good game and you should go back and check it out. Hold on. I don't think anyone's saying that. Anyone that's not a PC player, I don't think anyone's saying that. that but that's a, maybe that's a maybe huge, caveat it, it on has an consoles. 80, it has an eighty six on Metacrit on Metacritic. On what platform? PC. Yeah. What about the other ones? It doesn't matter. Alright, we'll say on console then. Does that count? I don't know, man. Like, I guess I don't. That feels like I don't a, think anyone thinks. How do we? How do we prove jokes, this? Though? Right? Like, how do we prove yeah, this? There has to be articles. Maybe we can. We go back and it's like we're considering going back and playing it because people are like telling us, "Oh, it's actually a good game now." So they you fix the police. You think it will be a talking point about yes. how good it is? I think it'll be like a, a turnaround story, like we had with um, No Man's Sky. Where it was a disastrous launch, and okay. they turned it around. All right, look, and then they were just like, you know what, No Man's Sky is actually a good game now. I'll just go back and check it out. I'll let you put this on your list, but I think that the onus has to be on you to win the point. Like, I don't um, like it's like there has to be a high bar for you to actually get this point because I think okay. that like I have to play the game. I I say we'll have to limit it to the net like the next gen release of the game will come out. And then it has a redemption arc a la No Man's Sky. I think we have to write down. Okay, so some people say Cyberpunk 2077 is finally good after the next gen release and we'll have a redemption arc like No Man's Sky. Fine. Fine. I'm good with that. But like, that's got to be like a immediately noticeable. Like, I have to be as your competitor be like, Yes, that happened. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's like it can't be like, well, you know, some people. Think that's what I'm saying. I don't. Want, I don't want you yeah, coming that's with. That's what a- I'm talking about. I want it to be like, there's articles going out. Like the the new release comes out, and it's just like, wow, look at what the CD Projekt Red did. This game's actually good it's now. It sold a bunch Everyone's more copies. It. It's concurrence yeah. on Steam went up. Whatever, fine. Yeah, I was just because I don't want you coming with a. Oh, there's this one Polygon article saying actually it's pretty good now. <laughs> like that's. I'm not, or like, oh, it got an 80 on Metacritic. It's like, no, because then it's already cleared that threshold, in my opinion. So, like, it's got to be like No Man's Sky, where it's like, oh, this game was a fucking joke, and now it now everyone agrees it's yes, good. Yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, consensus. Got it. All right, I'm good with that. Okay, so uh, my last one is kind of vague so if you if we need to put some uh like qualifiers on it i'm good with that but mine is video games will continue to take over hollywood so in the last what two or three years we've had a number of critically successful video game adaptations between the castlevania show on netflix um, the Witcher, you could argue, is maybe not because obviously the books and everything. That's but based it, on the books, but yeah. it but it takes a huge influence from the games, and they've said that outright. Um, 
like specifically uh, Henry Cavill, who plays Geralt, has said that the portrayal of the character in the games influenced how he plays the character. So, okay. you know, I'm not saying oh, that's, see, we've that's, got the, that's the not the Halo the, series as well, right? You're right. And also Arcane, the League of Legends show just came out to critical acclaim. Are we saying it's TV then more than movies? Yeah, I'm saying like it's it's movies and TV. I'll I'll change it to movies slash TV. Um, okay. I, so I think w- what I mean by that is there will be a- at least one, two major video game adaptations that are released to critical acclaim. So that could right, be... Let's put that on then, then. There, then. Like, video games will continue to take over movies slash TV with at least two critically acclaimed adaptations released. Okay. Because I think one is too vague, because we're I, already getting... And it has to be something that's unannounced. Like, it can't be the Sonic 2 movie comes out and everyone fucking loves it. No, it has I to think, be I something think, new. No, I don't think it has to be something new. Because that, that's not how entertainment... No, that's not fair. That's not how entertainment works. Like I don't think it's continuing to take over movies and TV then. Like, it's something that's not been announced. So you can't say, like, oh, the Halo and 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 the Sonic stuff comes out and everyone loves it. No, and then that you, means you, we've taken no, over movies and TV. Yeah, like, you have to, though, because that's not how m- movies and television aren't released that way. They don't announce something and then put it out in the same year, right? Like, the, the Halo show, all we've had is a trailer for it. If that comes out and that's a critical mm. success, that absolutely counts. Like, The Last of Us well, show. I don't think so. I don't think it has counts. to. It has to because the parameters that you're saying don't exist. Like that, that can't happen just because but of the way that happen. Like it can be more things announced rather than released. But I if they're announced, if, if then they're like, not going to be critically acclaimed. That's like, so like we need to decide what the parameters for success are. You you said two things that are critically acclaimed. That means it has to be things that are already announced, or they won't come out this year. You know what I mean? Like that's like. But we already know there's going to be two or three critically acclaimed things this year. The no, HBO show no. with The Last of Us is going to be fucking phenomenal. We don't we know, know that. that though. We do know that. We d- well, and the Halo thing's going to be good. Yeah, but so there's two again, straight away. And no, the Sonic movie that's going to be good. Probably the Mario movie that's probably going to be good because it's made by the Minions people. Yeah, but again, we don't know that. None of these things have come out yet. So that's me making a prediction based on things that don't exist and assuming that they will have critical success. We could have said the same thing about the Assassin's Creed movie. It was made by a major studio. Michael Fassbender was a legit movie star and was in it and it came out and it was nothing, right? So it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm fine. But but the stuff that's been announced, they're like sequels, you know? Halo and like you can't The be Last saying, of Us are not. You can't have like a new season of The Witcher comes out and everyone loves it because that doesn't count. I'm me. not uh, fine. If we it, a new season of an existing property is fine, but I don't think you can lump in things that have been announced and sequels I'm not about to movies. Like a sequel to Sonic, I don't think That's, that can that count. absolutely counts. It's a new movie. That's like arguing that every movie in a franchise is automatically good because the last one was. I think about they just put out a bad Terminator movie, like. Two years ago. But the first two Terminators, all-time classics. Yeah, like, they're the only two good ones because they're but, the only ones by But that's James my Cameron. point, right? That's my point, right? Just because Sonic was likable doesn't mean Sonic 2 will be. I think it will, it will be, be, but that's yeah. that's the point, right? I'm predicting that. I'm pu- I'm staking my claim and saying at least two of these things will be critical Can successes. we bump up to three? I'd feel more comfortable if it was three because I feel like we know two is going to be good already. The HBO show is going to be good. We don't know, I, though. It's not fair for you to say. That's, that's like... 
that's not it's not fair for you to be like well i mean the, the hbo show is gonna be good so you can't predict that it's gonna it's be on hbo everything they put out is gold i mean so but so what like that's what the whole point of the prediction is that like movies and and tv based on video games are on the rise they have historically been shit and i think that we've hit a turning point where they're they're not now and they're we're gonna increasingly get good adaptations okay i think we need like uh is there like i guess metacritic like we could use maybe that score as like a threshold as to what's like critically acclaimed what's the what's the threshold because what where the threshold is is where i'm gonna be comfortable because like again at least 80 percent. like i want eight out of tens let me see just because I'm looking up the Sonic Metacritic right now to establish a baseline. Yeah, so that movie has a 47 on Metacritic. Cool. So no one liked it. Right. So this is what I'm talking about. So how can you possibly say that, oh, that's guaranteed to be good? It's like, well, based on what? Because if we're going by critical acclaim, then I'm probably going to lose. Like and that's, that's what it has to be on based on critical acclaim because you said two critical acclaim. You yourself, but you yourself, right? But you yourself just said I can't count it because Sonic Two is guaranteed to be critically acclaimed. The okay, first fine. one isn't uh, even critically acclaimed. It's got to be a positive score on the Meta score on Metacritic. Or what, what about what about I looked at Metacritic? What Rotten Tomatoes? That's what we should be looking at. Rotten Tomatoes, Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't, I don't know the difference. I feel like this is the same thing, but sixty three. The audience score is ninety three, though. All right, it's gotta be it's gotta be confirmed fresh by Ron Tomatoes then. So two confirmed fresh. Yeah, it's gotta have like you know when you click on like. No, I I know what it is. I'm just here, right? I'm just trying to confirm confirmed. Oh, was it? It's certified fresh. That's what it is. Certified fresh by Ron Tomatoes. Certified fresh by RT. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to tell me what they are. And fight for it. Like, I'm not letting you have The Witcher Season 3 as, like, that does not count, because that show's already good. No, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing back on that now. If, if I have to have Certified Fresh by Rotten Tomatoes, it's released in 2022. Period. Okay. It has okay. to be. Otherwise, you're just creating too many things against the point like like oh, right, two it has to be fresh five five things five new things need to come out and they had to have a 90 or higher on rotten this bullshit it's bullshit fine whatever fine whatever whatever two fine. releases certified fresh that's it agreed okay okay all right if we gotta debate what they are later that's fine but uh, i'm put, yeah. we're putting a period on it <laughs> Okay. All right, you got All your risky, risky pick? picks now, right? Yeah, yeah, risky picks. So our risky Microsoft, pick. <laughs> Microsoft will acquire Bungie is my risky pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most insane thing you've ever predicted. I love it. I love it. That's why. That's absolutely wild. Okay. Uh, so just to remind you, the risky picks. These are ones that are things we don't think will actually happen, um, or at least we think that's very unlikely that they will happen. So they are worth two points. If we get them right. Mm-hmm. So mine is Naughty Dog will release The Last of Us Factions to coincide with the HBO series. Okay. I don't I, really know what Last of Us Factions is. So, uh, is this in, the multiplayer? Thing? Yes. In the original th- uh, Last of Us, 
that factions was the multiplayer mode, and then they announced that they were going to be putting out a Last of Us factions for for Last of Us Part Two. Um, it was then delayed, and then they've talked about it. But every time they've talked about it, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, we're totally still working on it." However, uh, if you'd like to work on it, uh, here's an a- here's a place where you can apply. So it's like yeah. it's clearly still in active development. I don't think it's anywhere close to being released. They are juggling like six different projects over there right now between uh, The Last of Us 2, like the remaster that they're doing that's going to be like the definitive part one and two collection or whatever. And that's in- where I think is coming. I don't think yeah. it's coming with the HBO series at all. I think it's all going to come as like one collection. This is The Last of Us. You get part one, part two, and the multiplayer. It's on PS5. And also, here's an upcoming look at the HBO show coming later this year. Yeah. I don't think it's coming for the HBO show. I also don't think it's coming for the HBO so- show, but that's why it's my risky pick. Because mm-hmm. here's, here's my thought process. Do I think this is likely? No. But... Sony also announced that they're making that new Twisted Metal game to coincide with a show. So I'm like, who yeah. knows? Maybe they're crazy and they're going to do this. It, it could work. And, they do, and they've released Uncharted with the movie. Right. You get a free ticket if you upgrade to the movie. Yeah. So it's not, it's like, it's not likely, but it's also not totally outside the realm of possibility, which is, I think, where you want to be for this kind of prediction, right? Like <laughs> well, last, mind, then. last you think year, mine's outside the realm of possibility because yeah, <laughs> I, I don't do. think it's ever fucking happening. I mean, that's the thing is, I like could could it literally happen? Yeah, but no, right? Like, no, I don't think Bungie wants to be acquired. They got away from Microsoft. I don't think they want to go back. And if they did. Yeah. Why would you acquire them now, right? Like after you just put out your first not your first good non Bungie Halo game, it's like, well, what the fuck? Because like, it's not it's not for Halo. It's no, for I, Destiny, and I think you're Microsoft right. wants a, an MMO. You're right. It wouldn't be that, but I just feel like optically the timing of it feels weird. You know, I don't know, yeah, and I'm, does. I, that doesn't mean anything. I'm just an armchair. I'm ar- armchair quarterbacking, but like. I don't know. That just feels weird to me to be like, ah, yes. I just think Microsoft is making bank from Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Why not add another MMO into the mix? You've got your your fantasy-based one, have your sci-fi-based one. You've got history with Bungie. Why not? Why not? I, and and the, I think the side that makes least sense is for, from Bungie's perspective. They had a huge influx of cash from their netties investment. They don't really need to be acquired. It would more be like, yeah, we want to be acquired and we want our game on Game Pass and we want that rather than we need it in order to stay financially viable. Right, exactly. And I think Destiny being one of those studios that you know, that independence was hard fought and it's not something that I, I think that they're going to be interested in mm-hmm. in parting with if they don't have to. And, you know, for as it stands right now, they certainly don't have to. Um, mm-hmm. Destiny's in a really healthy place. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine that happens, but it's also, it's certainly not outside the realm. Of, they bought Bethesda. So, I think short... Yeah, that was insane to me. Like, if either of us had predicted that, I think we would have just laughed at the other one. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think short of PlayStation or Nintendo, I don't think there's any studio that Microsoft couldn't acquire. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think they could have any publisher they wanted as well. They've got the money to buy it if they wanted it. it and if that publisher is willing to sell, right? Yes. But... You know, 
you put enough money on the table and that's how that goes. So yeah, uh, I, I think this is a solid list. Uh, I am very much looking forward to seeing which one of us turns out to be correct. I think we both have some solid picks here. Um, it's probably going to be you because mine are crazy. <laughs> Although if PSVR comes out, I've got a couple of them. That's the that thing is a lot of ours are du- in direct opposition. So it's like yeah. one of us is right or one of us is wrong. And <laughs> yeah, the all access thing. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't put Game Pass coming to Switch on yours after you said that's a Nintendo one. That's oh, Nintendo right, ones. right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, where, where is that? <laughs> yeah, it's not on here. So that's a Nintendo production. I'm like, that's, that's an Xbox. Be, it's gonna be over there. Obviously, gonna, gonna have to tune in on Wednesday to okay. hear me. Okay, <laughs> make a fool of myself about Nintendo again. I mean, we tied. I wouldn't say you made a fool of yourself. True. I, I did have another possible risky pick, which was uh, Microsoft will make a mixed reality play on Xbox because we had that comment from Phil Spencer about no one's asking for VR. We don't want this. But with PSVR coming out, I could see them kind of thinking like, oh, we need to compete. There's the stuff with like Facebook and the metaverse. Like, oh, do we need to be in this space? And they've already got their Windows mixed reality headsets. I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will, which is why I went with a different risky yeah. pick in the end. Because I, I feel like Phil's entire thing is like, we don't do that. Like, we don't do that shit anymore. Oh, hold on one second. My cat is in the basement and he's trying to get back up. Okay. <laughs> bastard. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like been his big claim to fame is like, oh, no, yeah, Xbox doesn't do gimmicks now. Like, we don't we mm-hmm. don't do that shit. You know, it's all about games. It's all about software. But having said that, like, I think people maybe looked at the DualSense controller as like, oh, this was a gimmick. Do we really need more gimmicks on the controller? But I think now people have played it. It really adds something to it. And I know we've had comments from Phil before talking about like maybe that coming to one of Mm -hmm. their controllers, which is why I went with that one. I I think there's a thin line between gimmick and something that really improves an experience. I I agree with you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Anne, I think if they can do like a mixed reality thing, I went with mixed reality rather than VR or AR because I don't know which play it would be. Like I could see them doing something more AR focused than VR focused. I know they've been looking into that in the um, on the Windows side. What was things. that thing they had? The Surface, right? Windows Surface, was uh, that it? They had like the table thing. You remember with, that? With like the Minecraft. Like things on it. There yeah. Was the, yeah, the Minecraft. It was like an AR interaction with minecraft or whatever i remember that yeah um so i agree with you uh in terms of like the difference between gimmick and innovation is like razor thin um but i think the idea of like innovating in like your controller in a way that oh cool like if people take advantage of it great but if they don't it's just a controller is a lot different than to me anyway than like we're gonna create a vr accessory we're going to create an ar accessory we're going to do whatever because i think those things are inherently niche right like i think that's why vr has failed to take off in a big way is partly because i just don't think the tech is really there yet um i think it like consumer vr came to market maybe a couple years too early where it's just like the caliber of things that we're capable of doing are like just not that interesting to anybody who isn't an enthusiast, let alone the fact... I, I, do, I do think it's getting there, though. Like, with the stuff that PlayStation's announced with the 
eye tracking and the face tracking yeah. and uh, like the foveated rendering, which means what you're looking at renders at a sharper resolution so right. you can focus in on it more. Yeah, and like I do, do think maybe the text getting there. It's definitely getting a lot better and more impressive. Um, but I also still think it's like, it's also a huge barrier of entry, right? Because it's like for you yeah. to get it, you have to be wealthy. You know, like you have to have a lot of expendable income to be able to be like. Well, yeah, I mean, I checked the the launch price of the last PSVR and it was $400, which is why I went with $500 right. for the VR2 because it's just significant upgrades so, on the first one. Assume that that's still true, right? So it's $1,000 just to get your foot in the door. And then the games cost the same as regular video games, but they're not as good or as long. Mm-hmm. You know, and like personally anyway, right? That's what turned me off of VR is like it was not worth doing at the expense of playing other video games. And I think that that's something that like I think that's one of the main reasons that like it's remained so niche is that like for the average gamer, it's like, do you really want to plunk down the same amount that you spent on your console or, you know, half of what you spent on your PC to buy this additional accessory that only works with a handful of niche games that cost the same amount as regular games, but only take up a fraction of the time you would have spent playing a more traditional game and you won't enjoy it as much anyway. And all of those things, right? The, the like, enjoy it as much anyway, I think is difficult. I do think that there is a lot of experiences to be had in VR and I'll talk about it more next week because my Oculus is coming yeah. this week and I can talk about it on next week's show and, and talk about some of the experience I had. Like Beat Saber alone, I think is is worth exploring VR for. It's so cool, like just I mean, so fucking cool. Don't get me wrong, Beat Saber is awesome, but like I don't think it's worth like spending six hundred dollars to have a yeah. But that I, I don't think I think there's a difference between like the Oculus Quest, which you can get for three hundred, and then the games are like is an all in one device. You don't have to have something else. Yeah. Versus, I've spent a thousand dollars. And now I've got to spend $70 on the Horizon like game, which is not a full game. It's like a experience. I agree with you in that regard. That is a lot of money to ask. Having said that, if something like Half-Life Alex comes to it, or they can do a game with a PlayStation franchise in the, the same caliber as Half-Life Alex, I think that's though. when people that's... start talking about it. And you're right, but I think that's the I problem. Think they is have like... to, because like, why are people going to spend... $500 on the headset and the new sense controllers if there isn't those games and that software that they've committed to it with the horizon stuff I think if that plays out well enough I just I could see them doing more things I just don't think it will you know I think because it's like think about how many because for that to be worth it right for it to be worth it for that to be a thing that you write it's the same reason that none of Sony's big first party studios really made Vita games right it's like Okay, so you have two options, right? You can either... So so by all accounts, right, from what we've heard from Sony Studios, they don't go into their studios and be like, you need to make this game. We need a VR game, so you're making this, right? Like, that's not how they do things, allegedly. Um, At least not with their bigger studios. They're not going to go to Naughty Dog and be like, we need a PSVR 2 title. You have to make a PSVR 2 title. I see them going to Asobi and saying, we really want a new Astro game. PSVR 2 is coming out. Can you make us Astro? No, but my my point is that the studios that do that do it because they're excited about it, right? Like the VR Mm -hmm. studios are VR studios and they make VR experiences because they're excited about doing that or whatever. Fine. But it's like, okay, so Gorilla makes this Horizon thing, right? 
and however many people you need to pull off of working on it's not even gorilla making it it's a second separate screen. oh it is okay so i mean that well i think it's firestorm or something or working with gorilla to okay so it. i mean like that speaks to my point anyway though right is that like does sony want to take development power away from a gorilla or a naughty dog or an insomniac or whatever to make a vr game that maybe in a in a perfect scenario maybe a million people play right or do they want to make game of the year contender horizon 2 that 10 million people play and builds the ip and sells consoles and like i i just i think that's a really tough sell and like mm-hmm. yeah like astrobot's cool and everything is astrobot going to sell units i don't know maybe to some people but not in mass like i just i don't know i i oscillate about this but i really think that long term the interest most interesting applications of vr are not re- related to video games I think that like uh, yeah I I think so too and I also think most things are not going to be in VR it's going to be more of a play with AR and bringing things into a f- real physical space like having a giant screen in your real physical room but you don't actually have a giant screen there and it can go away when you don't want it there because it's actually just rendering in a headset and there's things like I could see you know I've said this before like Disney like making like VR attractions where it's like oh like you know we're all in a you're you're in like a laser tag room basically and it's like ah it's the guardians of the galaxy experience and everybody's got a headset and we're running around shooting blasters or whatever right like ah it's did a star you, wars know, thing like did, did you know there's a mario kart vr game by bandai namco and i yeah. really want to try it it's like available in like three locations yeah. in the world i know that's so crazy that they made so few of them <laughs> and put them in such strange places i think that tech is also used in the universal studios mario kart ride i think it has has a vr interaction as well or Mm -hmm. something like that but i think those things are going to be a more common application long term of a video but like i think the real way that consumer vr is going to get over is when i can be like i want to sit courtside at a philadelphia 76ers game but i'm poor vr right like i want to go to this concert vr i you know that's where i really think the money's going to come from more so than like I don't think the future of video games is VR. I really don't. I think that I, I genuinely believe I, I, that a hundred years one. from now we'll still be looking at a fucking screen to play video games. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we'll have like AR glasses and things like that. And maybe that's how we play video games. But I don't know. I don't I'm know. Interested? I, I have a hard. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you my experiences with the with the quest yeah. two next week because we'll there's there's some cool stuff on it and. I really would love you to try it at some point because I do think. I I'm mean, not, I don't know what what have you played like PSVR? Is that the only? I played. Thing I've tried, tried all of the Gen One stuff. So I I had a PSVR. I've played a lot of stuff on Vive. I've played. Um, I haven't played Steam's one. Uh, the index. Index. That's like I haven't thousand dollars. Yeah, to, I haven't to touched an index, up. but I've tried a Quest. Uh, and the original Oculus, and so like I've tried all of them pretty much, um, at least a few times, and like and none of them are like, oh yeah, I'm really hooked on this. No, and- I mean like the thing is like it's cool. Like it, I've had experiences in VR where I was like, whoa, that's really impressive or that's really cool, but I've never had a single VR experience that I thought was engaging enough to make me be like, yes, like. I need this in my life. Like I sold my PSVR cause I stopped using it because it was cumbersome and I didn't like taking the time to set it up. 
and I didn't feel like a lot of the software yeah. was really I mean, worth that playing. Thing was ridiculous. You had like the breakout box, two separate cables going to the headset. Yeah. You had to wear separate headphones. It was insane. But it's like, even so, like I've played the, you know, I, I, I've i at least tried the games that most people consider to be the best VR games on wireless headsets. And usually I play for like 30 minutes or a little bit more. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Or like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Or, mm-hmm. oh, my head is hot. This is uncomfortable. Like, I just really don't think that, I don't know. Like, unless we can get literally like, contact lenses or like light like goggles that i can just stick on and i don't feel fucking anything on my head i don't see any universe where it is more enjoyable to engage with a piece of media through a fucking thing i have to strap to my head rather than a screen i really don't and i i maybe that's me being an old like a future old person in the way that like my dad is like, why would anyone want a self-driving car? And I'm sure that cowboys were like, why would anyone want a car when you could have a horse? I don't know. I might be that old person right now and, and thinking that tech will never get there and there's no point and blah, blah, blah. But like, I really think that the, the applications of VR are going to be unique things that only VR can do. Not everything will be VR. I just don't see that. I really don't. I can't imagine a future where it makes more sense for me to go home and be like, better put on my goggles to watch the new season of Queer Eye. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see it. No, I agree with you that, but that's a social interaction. But say, for example, you're on a a flight and you've got like super lightweight glasses and you just want to watch some like Netflix and block the world out. You can have like an eighty-inch screen in front of your face, but like it wouldn't Why actually wouldn't be like that? that, though. Is the thing because I have peripheral vision, so it's like even if my lenses are no, that, it, it like clo- it like blocks it. W- it will block the side, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's like maybe, maybe, but like I've never experienced anything or seen anything that's made me think that that's something I actually want, and I think that's where my trepidation comes from. Mm-hmm. But also, whatever you know, like we'll see. I- I'm open to it. I- I'm not like a VR hater. I believe that it has applications that will be interesting. Um, but I think like things like virtual tourism and education and things like that are going to be way more common applications than AAA video games, at least. I think there will probably always be VR games, but I think until the technology becomes a lot cheaper and more accessible, that they'll maintain their niche status for, for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I agree with you. I I do think it's going to be a niche for the foreseeable future, just because of the cost of entry. Because you know, not even just the PlayStation and the the VR you need and the games, you still need a TV as well. Like if right. you don't have a t- like this, you you're ultimately spending like two grand before you can play a VR game on a decent setup. Same as on PC, like, like PC VR is is unreasonably expensive, especially like if you're going down the Valve uh, the Valve Index route. It's phenomenal amounts and, of money you spend. And I think for my money, there are probably less than 10 video games that have been made that the vast majority of people would agree are good without the qualifier for a VR game. And that's where the okay. that's where the line comes for me, right? It's like, yeah, those things are cool or whatever, but like I'm good. You know, like I I I have not I tried. I was a big believer in VR and I bought early and I bit down and I'm like, "Eh, it's not for me." You know, I I'm open to it, but I I've not seen anything that leads me to think that it's something that I need to be paying more attention to. And until it Makes, maybe PSVR 2 will change your mind. Maybe so. You know? 
maybe, and I'm all open for that because the specs on it are very impressive. It seemingly solves a lot of the problems with the original, so fair play. Jury's out on that one, but anyway, there's an uh, additional 15 minutes of us talking about VR I didn't plan for. What, what were your other picks before we round out the show? Uh... So they were all all the ones that I had left are things that were either things that you said or that got pulled because of things that didn't make okay. sense. So I don't have any left that are like juicy or anything like that. It's kind of just like my own variations of things that you said. Did you have any others left okay. over? No, it was just the mixed reality thing with Microsoft. That yeah. was the only other thing I had. Yeah, because I had I had up to I think I had fourteen or fifteen, and between like the two that got cut because of like oh, well, it's not fair for me to say this or this already is confirmed or whatever or things that you said. Yeah, like I I got down to my last one. So good thing you agreed um, to that movies and TV one. Otherwise, I would have had to think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. This was a really fun one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing us uh, wax about what we think is coming next as much as I had thinking about it because I'll tell you what uh, the hour before this show I was sitting in the shower just racking my brain like what's 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 gonna happen here how can I how can I maintain my victory here in 2022 you know so I'm feeling pretty good gang pretty good but we'll see Steve surprised me last year (laughs) yeah I have no idea like I was so close last year and I thought I was I was gonna lose it um we'll see we still got the nintendo predictions to say uh, uh to talk about on wednesday with chewy um maybe we need a separate trophy for those who knows so chewy can be up for the uh, yeah otherwise he can't win right because yeah. like because if i win this and i win that then i'm the champion but if he wins that and i win this then what happens yeah. you know or if we're you gonna win have this? to get we're gonna have to do a separate one a separate nintendo noise uh trophy okay for all right yeah we'll have two then that's good okay May I feel like we should do belts instead of trophies because then you can layer the belts if you win both of them. Like you're like a wrestling champion, you know. What about like army medals? You know, they have all the like it's like the purple the art things. Yeah, it's the, ah, it's the purple cartridge. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, uh, if you want to write in with your predictions for 2022, um, whether it's on this side of the fence or the Nintendo side of the fence, uh, write in um, in all those ways we said you could at the top. Questions at flipscreen.games. You can go head over to flipscreen.games, our website, join the Discord, find us on social media. All of those are uh, easy, free ways for you to interact, become a part of the community, get your thoughts right on the air. Um, if, but if you want to go the extra mile for your support, remember, uh, we really need those reviews. So wherever you listen to the show, please leave us a five-star review. Share it with a friend. Let people know that we are out here, that you enjoy the shows that we put on for you every week, and that you think that they might too. Um, that is, of course, uh, you know, one of the biggest ways that you can help the show. If you want to go above and beyond and get some extra perks and goodies in the process, you can head over to patreon.com slash flipscreengames. Uh, and show us your support over there. Get some extra content in your feed with one more thing. Hear us talk about our New Year's resolutions. Go get the Twitch archive. Become a Patreon producer. Get your custom one-of-a-kind video from me and Steve where we'll say whatever you want us to say to you. All kinds of good stuff. So go check it out. Uh, of course, we'd really appreciate your support however you're able to show it. Um, even if it's just tuning into the show every week. We, we greatly appreciate you choosing to spend your time with us. There are a lot of video game podcasts out there, and we are proud to be yours. So thank you for joining us here on another episode of the Flip Screen Games Podcast. I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We've been Flip Screen. We'll see you next week.